0: Good morning. Uh, as Matt said, my name is John Robinson. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's a, always a joy and a privilege to come and share God's word with you this morning. Um, if I was to ask uh, any, probably any one of you, uh, who is the most overworked country in the world? I think most of us would respond with America. America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's a really a, a big surprise for many of us, uh, to, uh, to, to look at us culturally, uh, we win that game. Uh, we like to be winners, even if it's not in a great thing. Uh, but Americans, we are number one, and as far as overworked uh, cultures in the world, as a matter of fact, we leave 165 million vacation days on the table every year. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. That equals out to about 52.4 billion dollars that we leave to our employers, and um, if you are an employer, you're like, "Thank you." Uh, but if you think about it, uh, it's really like that's that's not something we want to win in. Uh, but culturally, uh, I, I believe this is one of those areas that we have really turned into not just a um, not just a, a sense of pride, but also a value. Uh, to, to be workers, to work hard, to be nonstop in what we do is something that, that culturally we, we have placed as a value. What we have not placed as a value uh, in, in the West, here, here in America, is, uh, is rest. And this morning, I get the privilege to talk about this rhythm, this rhythm of rest, this rhythm of Sabbath, And believe it or not, this is a more controversial issue than I I feel like it should be, but it is. Uh, I believe part of this is because of the the cultural undertones that exist and have existed um, that have caused us to be a a culture that values hard work all the time, 24-7, 365. And any break from that work is looked at as laziness, slothfulness, as someone who doesn't care, about what they're doing. And so the issue of rest, the issue of Sabbath, is something that I believe for some of us in this room may cause us to uh, come to a halt. This may grind a little bit against your sensibility of what you perceive as good and honorable and holy. But I would love for us to, to look at this morning what God has called us to to rest, to Sabbath. Tim Keller says this. He said, some people are so given to overwork that even regular times off don't seem to keep them from being totally exhausted by the intensity of their work week. Associated with the Sabbath laws were the the gleaning laws in which the owners of fields were not allowed to harvest out to the edge of their field. They had to leave a percentage of grain in the field for the poor to come and take. Some people have used this as an inspiration for deliberately setting fewer goals for themselves in a given work day and week, not harvesting out to the edges, not trying to squeeze productivity out of every single second of their day. And this is important for us to look at and to listen to, to to set for us a standard of rest. God has spoken of this and some would say this even began uh, in the beginning in Genesis chapter two, verse two, where Jesus and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit set into their rhythm of the week a day of rest, a day of Sabbath. We would call this a a creation uh, observance, that in the beginning, God has established into the rhythm of life rest. Not because God himself needed to rest, because God is inexhaustible. All right? He does not get tired. He is not, uh, he didn't spend six days creating and go, wow, as God who can do everything, I should probably pull back for a little bit, guys. He set for this for us, and as we will see this morning in our passage, for our good. And I believe the reason why we don't rest is because I believe we don't trust and have faith that God is good, that he has set rest for us as something that is good for us. And I think there's an undertone um, this morning that we'll look at where we don't have faith that God will provide for us if we take a day off, if we take time to observe the Sabbath. So let me pray for us, and, uh, and we'll jump into our scripture this morning. Lord Jesus, you are good. Lord, you have set in motion and set into the rhythms of life good things. Lord, you called the day of rest, the Sabbath, good even for us, and you've modeled that for us. So God, as we take time now to, to look at Sabbath, to look at rest, to look at what you have established for your people. Let us find in that the good things that you have set aside for us. Jesus, we thank you for being our rest. And we ask this morning that you would guide our hearts, um, that you would convict us by your Holy Spirit. That's your name we pray, amen. If you will, turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. If you have one of the black hardback Bibles that are in front of you, that's page 838. Turn there with me. Uh, This is a a section of scripture. We're going to look at uh, verses 23 through 28 this morning. We're going to focus in on verses 27 and 28 particularly. Follow along with me as we read the word of God. One Sabbath, he, Jesus, was going through the grain fields, and as they, the disciples and and Jesus, made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered into the house of God, In the time of Alabathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and he also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even on the Sabbath. Praise God for his word. The issue of Sabbath... Uh, comes into play here, I think, in a couple of ways. Like I said, one is culturally; um, the other is internally. Um, when I was, uh, I, w- I had the the privilege to go to to Israel this past year, and I noticed something that uh, that really brought about this awareness of of how little, both culturally and me personally, um, I take seriously the Sabbath. Uh, if you've ever visited Israel, uh, there is uh, there's this cultural shift that occurs, and we were there over two Saturdays, uh, starting Friday night at dusk uh, to the following sat- Saturday evening. Um, is is the Sabbath. It's the day of rest, and and I wasn't, although reading scripture and understanding this, I didn't know how it would apply to like today's culture, right? The 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 doing nothing, the stopping, the the, the, the pulling away from work until I got there and I realized that, that everything in Israel was built around on the Sabbath, was built around and they figured out ways to, to not work on the Sabbath. The, the first thing that I noticed was when we were walking into our hotel, uh, we'd gotten there before dusk, uh, we'd checked in, everything was good and then we kinda got to, a chance to walk around and and then you know nightfall occurs, and all of a sudden there's this door. We walked in through this entrance, and there's this door to the left. It's a regular door. It was opened, and it was the it was the Shabbat door. It was the 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 Sabbath door, and it was propped open. It was tied to the wall, and that stayed open. Uh, and I was like, I'm not sure exactly what that is. You know, we have these automatic doors that would split open, and so there was there was an element of that that it just kind of caught my eye and and we were uh, we were in Galilee at that point uh and we had dinner that night we went to bed we got up the next day we went and and continued our our educational tour and i noticed some things um as far as who was leading us and um like what we did that were different the the next saturday the thing that i noticed we were in Jerusalem uh and the the elevators. The elevators were different. They they were there was a there was a Sabbath elevator that would open on every single floor and close. And then so like if you got in, you didn't you didn't press the button, you just waited until you got to your floor. And I'm like, this is really interesting um, and kind of annoying. Because I'm on like the eighth floor. And I've got to stop at every single floor on the way up. I also noticed that like the people who were preparing our food changed on those days. Uh, we were able to be in a hotel for a, a number of days consistently. And I didn't notice it at the other hotel because that was the first and only meal we had there. But uh, the people who were preparing our food were different. They had actually hired um, non-Jewish Arabs to come in and prepare the food for us. And so there was this interesting rhythm, this interesting... Um, observation of the Sabbath, that I wasn't, I wasn't sure like how I landed on it. Like, I, I'm, there was a degree to which I, I really respected this, and I was like, they, they've observed the Sabbath to a degree that I wouldn't even think about as far as preparation is concerned, as far as um, observing and not doing certain things. I think that comes a lot from the fact that we come from a culture today that, is, that really doesn't observe a day of rest doesn't observe the Sabbath as a holy day. And so there was an element of this, I mean outside of Chick-fil-A obviously, there's, there's Chick-fil-A, so we know that somebody observes the Sabbath, right? Uh, but outside of Chick-fil-A, there really is not much of a context for this. And so these customs and these observances of the Sabbath uh, really started to, and almost made me um, frustrated at some point because I was trying to impose a, a Western context on this, on this culture. And, and that really started to degrade against me personally uh, to a degree where I almost was trying to justify you know, our work. Trying to justify the work that we did and the time that we took. And, um, and you know, hey, Jesus is sufficient enough and, and I'll find my rest in him in eternity. I don't need to, to prepare myself, my life, and build my life around uh, this day of rest. And that was, that was tough to do because I felt like I was, I was almost swinging the pendulum in the opposite direction and I had to wonder uh, how much of the Sabbath uh, do I really think about? Do I walk into a day of rest prepared and ready for rest? Because I believe the scriptures call us to this rest and, and the stopping god didn't just establish this day and go, "Hey, you know, take the day off and and don't do uh, the normal things, you know, just go run and play and do whatever you want on that day. I believe there is something special about the Sabbath. I believe that this day that God has set apart for us is unique, and I think culturally when we observe the Sabbath, it grades against. Our per, us personally, but also in the ways that we observe the Sabbath, can also call cause people to to ask questions about why. Why do we observe the Sabbath? Why you know, out, out, bringing up Chick Fil A? Why does Chick Fil A shut down on Sunday? There are a lot of people who are not happy about that because the one day you crave on you crave Chick Fil A is Sunday, and so this sensibility of um, the sense of of stopping and yielding from work and taking a day to worship and to rest, to pull back from the normal rhythms of our week, is not again. It's not common, and it's and it's difficult. I think for our culture to understand. And so I want to look at three things today from the scriptures, that uh, I believe will will draw us to observing. And thinking about the Sabbath maybe differently. First thing is that the Sabbath, uh, in a temporal sense, frees us from the yoke and burden of the curse found in Genesis chapter 3. The Sabbath, in a temporal sense, frees us from the yoke and burden of the curse found in Genesis 3. Uh, if, if we were to be honest, we really do try to find ways and excuses uh, to burden ourselves ourselves with a yoke of work that is not required of us uh, on, on certain days. Like we will, we will look at our needs, we will look at the uh, financial benefits of working seven days a week, we will look at uh, the, the what will my boss think, some of the studies of, about taking a day off, uh, the reason why people don't take a day off is because of a, a culture that has been created amongst workers themselves or pressures from from uh, employers that if I was to take a day off, they would think less of me. They wouldn't think that I'm all in, so I will not take a day off because I want to keep up appearances with uh, my coworkers, and with my boss, and maybe they will uh, see my hard work and will raise me to a position higher than the one that I'm in, or pay me more. When studies actually show, and and I, it was hard for me to believe this, but those who take their vacation and take their full vacation actually perform better at work, uh, receive more raises, uh, and, and get... Um, get boosted in their position more frequently. And I was like, that doesn't make sense because I want to be the other person who works seven days a week to show off that you know, I'm, I'm all in for the company. You know, we think about our needs, our financial needs, or we even would say, hey, I just love what I do, so I need to take you know, every opportunity I get to do this. The problem is God hasn't called us to work seven days a week. In the creation ordinance, God has set up for us that we should work and labor for six days and then on the seventh day remove ourselves to see. The Sabbath actually means to stop, to cease, to to rest, to remove ourselves from those things that we are having to do the other six days a week. And I think as the great designer and, and the great creator who God is, He knows that that we need that seventh day. We need that day of rest. It's been proven that when we take regular rests, our immune system increases, our mental sharpness increases. We also reduce our uh, capacity for injury, which means we are sharper and we are healthier, and we are honestly can be better at what we were doing when we do take regular rest. But we find these excuses, we use these excuses to justify not taking rest. And I don't know about you, but I, I've, never, I've never repented of not resting. Like, uh, if we can be honest, like think of the last time that you said, God, uh, I, I'm a sinner. I have not rested well, I have not rested this week. I have not taken the Sabbath like I should. No, we, we, the things that we do commit, the things that we do uh, see as, as grievous sins against God, those things we repent of, very, very few people that I know of have ever said, I just don't, I don't Sabbath well. Uh, we, we may say we're overworked and we need to take a vacation, but the regular rhythm of resting is not something that we value. And so therefore, we don't even see it as an offense to God that we would say to ourselves, I am the provider. I am the one who will provide. This yoke, this burden of the curse that we find in Genesis 3, uh, is it's, it's a heavy burden, but it's one that we've almost found to be beneficial for us. Because we now can create in us a sense of sustained provision for our families, for our future. We can increase our our current status. And this is something that we have used to justify not trusting in Christ. But Sabbath is something, although it is a temporal image of the future rest we will find in Christ we want to also observe the fact that that this Sabbath rest is is trust in in Christ's provision. It is trust in Christ's provision. To not trust in Christ's provision is to assert ourselves into a position that we were were never called to place ourselves in or to be in. There's an illustration that that Charles Spurgeon used um, about rest and about the Sabbath and how special the Sabbath is. There was a, there was a person who was looking for a place to live. He uh, was looking around the city. He found, this, uh, he found this landlord, and he took him up to this flat, and it was, uh, it was a couple floors up, and uh, he took him up to the top, and he said, he said look out. He said, on, on, a, on, a, on the Sabbath, on Sunday, there's a really great view of Durham Cathedral from this building, from this room right here. And, and the tenant, the future tenant, was saying, you know, why, why on Sunday? He says because on Sunday, um, the smokestacks are not going. And so you can see clearly to Durham Cathedral. And he said this about that. He said, blessed is the Sabbath to us when the earth's smoke of care and turmoil no longer becloud our view then can our souls full often behold the, the, the godly and the good land and the new city of the new Jerusalem. We need the Sabbath because we need to stop and see clearly what God has placed in front of us. The opportunity to see him clearly, to stop the toil, to stop the work and the, the attempts to provide for ourselves when we're able to see that our future rest is in Christ, but also our temporary rest needs to be in him. You know, the Sabbath is also a time for us to feast, to be with one another, to enjoy the community that God has given us. To be with Jesus is to feast uh, both with him and with his people. Secondly, uh, the Sabbath removes the weight of the seven days of providing for ourselves and trusting that Christ will provide. In a way the Sabbath is a tithe of our time. It is the way that we give our time and say well, I'm going to stop. This is I you know, 6 days we will labor, but on the 7th day we're going to stop the laboring. We're going to stop the work, the toil. Now there is right and good work that is before us. Uh, we see in in creation before the fall that Adam worked; he worked the land, and it was good that he would do so. The curse brought upon the land this, um, this sense of frustration, the sense of um, of toil and work that would that would really grate against um, the production. He would almost have to pull, if you will, uh, the provision out of the land. So when we stop. When we Sabbath, our trust is really moving from a a place of reliance on ourselves to a reliance on Christ, where we see the vanity of our work, the provision of our work, is not fully on us, but it is on Christ. Calvin said this, he said, First, under the response of the seventh day, the heavenly lawgiver meant to represent to the people of Israel's spiritual rest, in which believers ought to lay aside their own works and allow God to work on them. So I would ask, how many times do we, as God's people, take the Sabbath, take a Sabbath, and allow God to work on us? How many times do we allow Christ to, to, to come and be present in our lives, to come and be present in in the rest that he has set aside for us? Or do we fill our Sabbath days up with other activities? I know that for me, what has happened too often is I, I fill my days up that were intended for me to stop and reflect on Christ, to stop the, the everyday activity and just look at that as a day of me not specifically doing what I uh, am am employed to do. And I believe that if we, if we were to look at, at, the, at the rhythm that God has set for us to rest, to make it a holy Sabbath, to, to, to set aside this time to allow Christ to work in, on, and through us for a day, as opposed to a moment, maybe moment to moment, week to week, we, we get those opportunities, but, but do we set aside a day that's a, that's a difficult thing to do. It is difficult to set aside a day. There's a lot that we could do. And I'm not saying that we need to go home, sit, be still, be quiet, don't look at anything, read anything, do anything, you know, and you're in this state of almost complete withdrawal. But do we stop doing the things that we are we're obligated to do? There are many uh, debates on, on how to properly exercise the Sabbath and too many nuances to get into this morning. But do we view the Sabbath as good for us, as, as good for man? That God has set this aside for us for our good and for our benefit to, to both get to know him and get to know the people of God that he has given us. The community that he has placed in front of us. Do we trust that removing ourselves from toil for one day is good for us? To stop. To rest. To be still. To not fill our minds and our eyes with with activity and leisure, but to take the time to truly reflect, to truly understand what rest in Christ is. I believe that this is sometimes too difficult for us to to comprehend. I believe that because we would look at the Sabbath as a, a time wasted, we would fill our time instead with things that we would either feel are are productive or are beneficial. And that's not the idea of rest. The idea of withdrawal, to stop, to sit, to to study, to to enjoy the presence of Christ. I think sometimes would it, it's too much work. It's there's too much preparation that may go into it. And that's why we don't. You know, the, one of the aspects, like I said, um, that I found to be very interesting in Israel was the fact that there was intentionality behind the Sabbath to get the day ready the day before, to, to think through what they were going to do, how they were going to do it. Like, that's something that, that honestly I found to be uh, helpful in understanding what Sabbath rest was. Like, do we prepare for the Sabbath? Do we prepare for Sunday? Do we prepare on Saturday for what we were coming to receive and bring on Sunday morning? Or do we fill our evening full of activities and events and going to bed late, knowing that, hey, we can get up a little bit later on Sunday morning and kind of ease into things? Are our hearts and our minds prepared? It removes the weight of that seventh day. And the third point and the Sabbath removes the obstacle of distance and brings us closer together for worship both to Christ and to each other. Removes the obstacle of distance. Now as, as Spurgeon said, like the, the, the clear view is, is before us. The opportunity to come here and worship, to specifically set aside time to come and worship together as the body of Christ is important, and it is it is honestly something that Christ has set aside for us for our good and for His glory. John Frame wrote um, a, a very good book um, called the uh, The Doctrines of the Christian Life, and he said this about the Sabbath: the Sabbath. Uh, To Christ, the Sabbath is a celebration of God's lordship. Both his lordship attributes, which is control, authority, presence, and of a high solidly deeds, creation, redemption, consummation. On the Sabbath, one of the Sabbath, on the Sabbath we celebrate God's lordship by meeting with him in worship and by imitating him. We imitate his control by imaging his cycle of work and rest. We imitate his authority by affirming his covenant sign and by declaring his revelation and preaching, teaching, and sacraments. We imitate his gracious presence through the work of mercy. So when we take our rest, we, we reset our thinking for the week preparing what what God is doing in our lives here currently and this morning for what he will do through us and in us through the rest of the week. But it is not a practice that we come here to be filled and then we we exit and and let let all this filling just uh, pour out from us from the rest of the week. We need to be consistently pursuing him throughout the week. This is Sunday is a, is a culmination of the worship that we've been doing through the week. We just get to do it together as the body of Christ. So it removes the obstacle of distance to Christ. We, we get to come and, and receive from him the sacraments. We receive from him the word. We receive from him the teaching and his gracious, gracious presence here with us. But it also removes the obstacle of distance from each other. The joy that we get to to experience in in the body of Christ coming together, God's people being here and being present, is something to be valued. It's something to enjoy. Uh, there is a, there is an aspect here uh, at Liberty that has been such a blessing to myself and my family and the relationships that we're getting to build here. I uh, you know, we noticed even in our time of passing the peace, Matt, Matt had to say, "Hey, if you guys will find your seats, guys, that's a great thing that we are connecting and getting to know each other and meeting new new folks here. And if it's your your first time with us, this is an incredible community to be a part of. And this distance that occurs when we, you know, we're we're not the society that Jesus uh, experienced in the first century, where everyone lives within a, a stone's throw." Uh, of each other. And we're spread out amongst miles. The distance is far. But when we take opportunities like this morning and throughout the week where we can get together and we get to get together in a, in a big room and, and praise God for this room, you know, we, we're we experiencing that rest in Christ, that Sabbath celebration. And so coming together, on the Sabbath, on the day of rest, on the day of worship, is something we should hold as valuable and and take and and hold dearly close to us because there's something special there's something mysterious that happens on a Sunday. You now if we were to look at the the dedications the the baptisms the um, the the moments where people come repenting and knowing Christ, it would, yes, it happens on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, but I would say throughout the the course of Christian history, the majority of people come to know Christ on Sunday. There's something special about the Sabbath, where God comes and he works and he does something special. Mysterious and something beautiful on the Sabbath. And so I would ask, I would ask, is Christ our rest? Are we trusting in Christ on a day that we have set aside for Him? Or are we trying to build for us uh, a kingdom? Are we trying to build for ourselves and maybe even for future generations uh, a, a kingdom, a a, uh, a sense of security that goes beyond our trust in Christ? Or are we trusting that Christ is sufficient and that he can provide with six days of toil and one of rest? As we are in this Rhythms of Grace series, and we want to to allow these These moments, these topics, these rhythms to help us encourage one another to to give us a sense of of conversation and check and discipleship. And so asking your friends, the people that you're in Bible study with, the people that you are in, in specific discipleship with about their rest is an important value, is an important question. So are you taking and participating in Sabbath rest? How well are you doing in resting? Are you relying on Christ as your rest? Or are you trying to fill every day, every moment up? Are you believing that, you know, we're going to work hard until we die, and when we die, then we rest? Are you depending on Christ to be the one who provides and not your own hands and your own toil and your own labor? Do you notice any longing inside yourself that is searching for more rest? And from there, you can talk about both the physical rest and the spiritual rest. So as we as we close up, take these questions, these conversations, these, these ideas, um, may they be for your good and for the glory of God. Let me pray. Jesus, you are Lord of the Sabbath. It is because of you and through you that we are able to experience any rest. Lord, you are Lord over the Sabbath, and you've said that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So Lord, let us in our toil work hard But also let us rest, rest in you, rest in your work, rest in your provision. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.